0: are listening to pastor elvis Ajiman. pastor elvis Ajiman is the founder of grace mountain ministry and the conveyor of alpha r follow pastor elvis on podcast podcast added for android users is pastor Ajiman elvis and podcast for apple users is pastor Ajiman elvis and now today's message stay blessed <music>
1: Thank you, Holy Spirit. Thank you, Lord. I'm desperate for you. Desperate for you. Thank you, Holy Spirit.
2: Thank you, Holy Spirit. This is the air I pray for God. This is the air that I pray. Thank you, Jesus. Shandarabana Basuka in Tanabashaya. Shandarabashanda Shandarabashita 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 You are my
1: daily bread, everybody. Lift your voice. You are my daily bread. You are my daily bread. You are my daily bread. 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 Send your very word. Your very word. Spoken to me. Spoken. One more time. This is the air I breathe, yeah. This is the air I breathe. Your flower presence. This is the air I breathe. Oh, are yeah. Living, lift up
2: your voice and let's worship Jesus.
1: Lift
2: up your voice. You are my daily bread. You are
1: vast, you Oh, you I am just because for you. Come on, lift up your voice wherever you are am oh, How desperate are you for God? I adore
2: Shabbat. Lift up your voice and let's worship Jesus.
1: Ina ro yada da da da. I adore Himada ro da da. I'm desperate. I'm lost without You, Lord. Thank You, With Holy Spirit. We can speak for You. We're lost without you. We're desperate for you. We've asked for you. We're lost
2: without you. Church, two more oh, minutes. Let's worship the Lord. I believe the Lord has a word for you I'm this morning. Come on. You.
1: I'm lost without the Lord. Let it and come
2: I, from a sincere heart. I'm
1: desperate, desperate for you.
2: Totally desperate for you, Jesus.
1: And, and I, 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 I you, Lord, without You, Lord, without you. Thank You, Jesus. Thank You, Jesus. Thank You, Jesus. And I. And I, I
2: Join me in worship at the comfort of your home, wherever you are. Join me in worship. Let the heavens receive our worship this morning. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Thank you, Holy Spirit. You, Holy Spirit. This is all that we have. This is all that we are. We are desperate for you, Jesus we want to know you we want to have a deep relationship with you is. we are totally lost without you
1: jesus thank you lord thank you lord thank you, lord. Thank, you, lord. Thank, you lord. thank you jesus thank you, is thank you is mando this is the?
2: all that we have this our is our all desperate that we have. For you. we are desperate for you jesus we want to know you we want to have a deep relationship with me thank you jesus wherever you are in the next 30 seconds we are entering into prayer in the word give all your worship to jesus give all your worship to him Give all your worship to him. him Give all. Give all. Lord, we appreciate you. We appreciate you, Jesus. We appreciate you, Jesus. Thank you, my Father. Thank you, my Lord. We give you all the glory. We thank you. We thank you. We thank you. In Jesus' mighty name
1: lord i am desperate for you wherever
2: you are begin to pray that lord speak to my heart speak to my heart one
1: more time say it again say it again speak to my
2: heart god has never dealt with any man outside his word You are going to tell the lord "I speak, speak to my heart lord speak to my heart lord speak to my heart there is a transforming word of the lord that is about to be released in this morning. I oh, Shandeli Mahata! What a refreshing moment it will be as the Lord is about to speak Lord, from I heaven on high, to resound in our hearts as His voice walked in the Garden of Eden. His voice is about to walk in your heart and to find expression in every facet of your life. braha Thank you, my Lord. Thank you, my Lord. Thank you, my Lord. Lord. In Jesus' name. Amen. God richly bless you for joining this morning service. I believe that you have been blessed already. And you have ministered to the heart of the lord in worship we minister to the lord and i believe that from the comfort this of your home you have joined me in worship with god to god and i want you to prepare your heart for a word
1: is
2: in a time like this entry. there is a glory that is about to be released through the ministry of the word of the lord
1: there
2: is a glory There's a glory, there's a glory, there's a glory about to be released. Please, as much as possible, tell people that they must not miss this morning's service. They must not miss it. And I want you to flow with me. I want you to connect with me. I want you to respond to me. If the if you understand, let us know. If you don't get the word, let us know so that we can explain better to you. But I believe that the Holy Spirit will minister to your heart in a way that you will have no doubt. And in a way that you will receive the word, and the word will be planted in your heart so that it will grow for you to have a great fruit and harvest. Hallelujah. God richly bless you. God richly bless you. Share the broadcast share it because god is about to do something unusual i'm speaking on the subject the true wish uh, the true riches the true riches the true riches luke chapter 12 i will start the parable so that many of you will understand where i'm coming from luke chapter 12 verse number 16 And he spoke a parable unto them, saying, The ground of a certain rich man brought forth plentiful. And he thought within himself, saying, What shall I do? Because I have no room where I bestow my fruit. And he said, This will I do. Sometimes when your conscience is speaking to you, you have to be the church the man started speaking to himself you see the voices you hear within are even more higher and more than the voice you hear outside and when the man saw the prosperity of the work of his hands he began to speak to himself what must i do then his conscience answered him this will I do. I will pull down my bounds and build greater. And there will I bestow all my fruits and my goose. Verse 19. And I will say to my soul, this is still the voice of the conscience. He's talking to himself. Thou hast much goose. Laid up for many years. Take thine ease. Eat, drink, and be merry. Verse 20. But God said unto him. You know, what you say in your mind and in the depth of your soul is like, like a loudspeaker in the heavenly places. Jesus is speaking of a man Then he says that even when the man was speaking in his conscience, God was still hearing and replying him. That is why the Bible says that he is able to do exceeding abundantly above all that we ask and think. And think. So your thought is a voice with God. So God began to reply him. Thou fool, this night thy soul shall be required of thee in other words i will ask you not to give me your money i will ask you not to give me your business i will ask you not to give me your properties I'm, i will require your soul from you in other words listen to me we are that powerless in the presence of the lord sometimes the thing look like it's for you until god places a demand over it and this time jesus is saying that god will not place a demand on the man's money he will place a demand on the man's soul do you know that the day you will die is the day that god will decide to make a demand that i want to collect your soul so god has done you no harm if He decide to collect your time if he decides to collect your energy, if God places a requirement and a demand on your energy, your time, who you are, your property, your money, he has done that because a day is coming that he would demand your soul. He said, and God said to him, This night your soul shall be required then whose shall those things be which thou hast provided verse 21. in other words i will collect your soul and distribute the things that you have to people who didn't toil and sweat for it verse 21 so is he this is my message so is he that layeth up treasure for himself and is not rich towards God. I'm speaking on the subject, the true riches. Jesus said that in Luke chapter 16, that if you are unfaithful with unrighteous mammon, Who shall commit into your hands? The true riches. That means that the true riches was to be committed into the hands of faithful people. So then if Jesus is talking about money, and he comes back to talk as if nobody has had what is called the true riches, then what is the true riches? Then here this is a rich man talking about his wealth that he can store up and for many years he will not work and yet live a comfortable and a luxurious life. And Jesus looks at him and says that your soul will be required because you are not rich towards God. That means that there is a possibility to be rich in money, rich in cars, rich in in houses, rich in companies, rich in clothes, rich in shoes, rich in mobile phones, and yet not rich in God. God is a currency on his own. God is... Oh, Jesus. Jesus said that you have treasures, but you are not rich towards God. That means that there are some human beings working on earth that their wealth is God. If you ask them what do you have, what they have to show is God. Jesus said that you, you have not yet lived life if all you have to show is cities and dollars. If that is all you have to show. He said there is something called true riches. That is a man's connection with God. When a man buys into the presence of the Lord, that wherever he is, when a man goes somewhere, he carries God along. That a man will be the reason why God decides to invade a territory and a place. Then Jesus brings us to a point and tells us that you, because the man is not rich, towards God. In other words, among all his possessions, he does not possess God. Do you want to know what poverty is? Poverty is the lack of God in a man's life. It's as simple as that. It is the lack of God. The lack of God's presence. The lack of God's personality in a man's life. God is everywhere, but he does not manifest everywhere. It takes people who are rich with God to draw the manifestations of God. God can be here and it will be as if he's not here. Until a man that God is pleased with appears, then suddenly everybody will know that God is around. And there are men that are rich. Every generation is gifted with men. That are rich towards God. Today I just came to declare to you that after this meeting, may you be one of those people. There are people God gives to the world. And their job is that once people celebrate dollars and once people celebrate pounds, they are the reason why they sustain the manifestations of God on earth. They are too rich with the dimensions of God's glorious nature upon the earth. That wherever they enter, they give God a reason to show up. Riches towards God. It doesn't come by hypocrisy. It doesn't come by talking. There is a price to pay for somebody possessing God as a currency. Jesus said, you are not rich. Listen to me, whether you like it or not. We don't all carry God in the same measure. We don't all manifest God in the same measure. Yes. Yes. To the dispensation of Paul, there must be an Ananias who will lay hands on him for him to experience a tangible presence of the Holy Spirit. The Bible says, and, and Ananias laid down on Paul, and, and the Holy Spirit filled Paul. Paul has just met Jesus. Listen, there are some dimensions and levels with God that even if you meet Jesus in the Spirit, you can never have until a man who has been mandated for that purpose. You encounter such a man. A man who has paid the price for that purpose. Jesus has met Paul one-on-one on the road of Damascus. Then he tells Paul, go to Ananias and let him do the rest. Jesus cannot let you be filled with the Holy Ghost. It is the another man. Philip has gone to minister miracles, signs and wonders. And then the Bible said, God sent, uh, God revealed, uh, made him send for Peter. And Peter will come and minister the spirit to the people. Cornelius has met an angel. One on one in a a vision. Then the angel tells him, what you are looking for. I can't give it. Except a man who is rich in that realm. And eventually, the Bible said, Cornelius sent for Peter. And whilst Peter was speaking to Cornelius and his household, the Holy Spirit fell the man is overflowing in that grace so rich towards god in that direction from today may you be rich towards god in prayer may you be rich towards god in faith may you be rich towards god in humility may you be rich towards god in obedience there should be something about god that you are too rich of that is what you have to show your generation Without these men walking on earth, generations will be disappointed living on earth. A man like Eli, listen, listen, every generation have people who have, who have had a rich connection and relationship with God. A man like Eli has aspired in his business with God. Yet, when God wanted to introduce Samuel into that same business, it took Eli, with the rich experience with god to now come in and come and help Samuel. and if you want to know tell me i'm not told him he said this is god speaking to you i know him i have experience i've encountered him if i don't have my sight it is not my knowledge and understanding with god i know there are. We need them. The, the Bible says that when I want uh, God, God told the children of Israel, if I want to speak to my prophets, I speak to them in visions and dreams. But for Moses, I speak to him face to face, as I speak to a friend. There are people who are rich in certain manifestations with God. Jesus said, "This man was rich with wealth, but his wealth has has lost the God factor." There is no God factor in his wealth. There is a possibility to do ministry rich with everything but not God. There is, there, is, there is so much possibilities. It's possible that you can be rich towards many things but not God. Rich with education. Rich with businesses rich with financial knowledge rich with 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 wisdom rich with with a a psychology rich so many stuff but not a certain manifestations of god and that jesus is calling us to this place that there should be people who desire to run after the true riches which is David said in Psalm 63 that I long to see his power and his glory as it is in the sanctuary. I want to see. It. He said, I dwell in a dry and testy land where there is no water. But I long, my heart yearns after God. My flesh also yearns after him. There, are, there is this thing that is going around that is making people feel that you are not complete. Even when you are a Christian and you don't have certain things that is an error jesus said that if you are not faithful to unrighteous mammon who will commit to you true riches? that means true riches is a certain relationship with god paul said in philippians chapter 3 verse 8 he said i counted everything but loss i counted loss That I may win Christ. I may gain Christ. He said that I have had a lot of things. I boasted about it. But today I count all of them. But thank. That I may win Christ. And his generation. He became the source. Who distributed the glory of God. Why? Because he had to understand. The place of true riches. He was a man. Who had rejected everything. And said no I go after Christ. I go after God. I go after him. And and his generation saw. Something they have never seen before. His generation saw a glory. That they have never seen before. Listen. God, God carries so much power god carries depth of dimensions that he wants to show this world but there are no people who will come out and say i want to be the one to reveal that glory of god there are no people everyone wants to partake everyone wants to enjoy of another's light but are you ready for God to reveal his glorious nature? His glorious nature inside of you. Are you ready? You see, we are not all the same. One of the things that I will never deceive myself of is to make it seem as if it's normal for God to reveal Himself. Through me as he's revealing through the people that have gone far ahead of me it's not normal it's not there there is this thing about god so much that when god was looking for someone to bless jesus after jesus was born the bible says god hijacked the death of a prophet called simon and said you will not die until you have seen the consolation of Israel. And you have blessed him. There were many tongues. Why was some an old man's tongue hijacked? Because of him. The old man wanted to die. God said you cannot die. There is nobody whose tongue is anointed as yours. To bless Jesus. There is no one with the experience you have. There is no one with the grace you have. To do this job. You are not dying. The only person in the Bible who really wish to die. But God said you can't die. Because in your generation. Nobody carries the grace you carry. You have worked your, your, your way. Into this presence. And into this glory. That I want you to bless me when I come on earth. Before you die. This was God coming on earth. And he has to stop the death of somebody. So that the person blesses him before the person would die. I'm talking about understanding the true riches of life. You may be mocked for not owning a car. You may be mocked for not having four bank accounts. You may be mocked among your peers. You completed school with. And today you don't have money as they have. But today, if all you have is Jesus, then everything you will ever need is all you have. I'm telling you. With all conviction ye first the kingdom and all other things shall be added seek ye first there is something called the true riches of the lord the true riches of the lord that is what some people sought after the true riches there are people who have who have paid the price of certain mantles and glory and they are distinct in their generations can you imagine that when elijah asked elijah that give me um, um, what do i do for you and elijah will tell you, oh i don't need anything i don't need anything if you go i will also fast and pray god will give me your grace that would have been the end of the man's ministry because it is for elijah he paid the price for that dimension he prayed it he paid the price for it so why can't we save our generation by searching for this true riches of the lord what is it what is it the other versions of that scripture brings out the depth of it he said that for you are not rich with relationship or in relationship with god so the true riches is a certain relationship and connection you have with God on the other day Jesus came and said the Bible said he told them I came to seek and to find the lost for you to for something you have to be missing or for something to be lost means it was once in possession so when Jesus came and said that, I came to seek and to find the lost. It means that at a point in time, man was for me. But today, I don't own man again. At the point in, listen to me. If I'm coming to tell you something about God, that he cherishes with his life, that thing is Relationship. Relationship. That is why one of his first statements after man became man was for him to tell man that it is not good that a man should be alone. In other words, I created man in my own image and in my likeness, and I know that there is a deep desire that is in my likeness which calls for relationship so God knew that he's doing man a great harm if he doesn't give man a partner because if man looks like him then one thing man would desire for is a connection to another one that is, so God that is what the Bible says that in the noon of the day the voice of God walked in the garden the voice of god walked in the garden and called the name of adam and wanted to commune with adam but at that time adam has separated relationship was a, a valuable thing to the lord and he had so strong with man to a point that man could think alike with god Please, listen. The riches of man was not in the garden. The riches of man was not the gold and the and the and the silver and whatever God, the minerals God planted in the garden, the oils and the rest. It was not those minerals in the garden. The true riches of man was his relationship with the voice of God, right in the garden. This is why Jesus says, "I came to seek and to find the lost." I came to seek and to find the lost. There was an inseparable relationship between God and man. And just in a day, the devil stepped in and everything turned sore. And God has to drive man away from his presence. And after 4,000 years, God couldn't stand it. I still need man back. I still need this relationship back. I still have to call man back. I still need that conversation back. I still need that cohesion back. I still want to work with man. Those days God will create the, the animal, bring it to man, a man will name, Adam will name. He said, I want that business partnership back. I desperately want that relationship all this while man didn't know that his true riches was that presence and that relationship with god so man became poor though he had gold man became poor though he had money man became poor though he had kingship and royalty and everything he became poor because his relationship with god was separated it was divided never feel comfortable If you don't feel God around your life if you don't feel his presence anymore if you once heard his voice but today you don't hear it again if you once had visions but today you don't see it again if God once used to command you to do things for him used to assign you to great assignments for him and today you don't see it anymore sir don't be comfortable there is something wrong there is there is a true riches that you must fight to maintain so jesus came and said i came to seek. do you know that it is not only us that have god as his riches, as our riches. God also have us as his riches. He doesn't feel wealthy without a relationship and a connection with man. Look at the parables of Jesus. When he was talking about him coming to seek and to find man, he said that the kingdom of God is like a man who found a field that has a treasure in it. And he said he went to sell all that he had and bought the field. And he rejoiced over the field. Because there was treasure in the field. Do you know what Jesus? Uh, when, what um, the man sold to buy the field? He sold his life. That is how Jesus gave everything away. That is why he gave his life away. To have you. And he calls you that treasure on the field. And when he was talking about the parable of the seed, He used the field and said the field is the world. So the treasure in it are the people. In Luke chapter 15, he was talking about another parable. And he said that this is a woman who, who misplaced a, a Jewelry. And he swept under her bed in search of the Jewelry. And when he, he, she found the Jewelry, he called all her friends and they celebrated. So he was talking about us. We are like a Jewelry to God. In the book of Malachi, he said that, he said that in that day, when I will make you my Jewels, He said, I will spare you like a father spares his son. God does not see you as a nobody. He sees you as his greatest treasure. So the true riches is not just we having a feeling of having all things because we have Christ. God also feels he has everything because he has us. That is the depth of true riches. It's when both of you are satisfied that you have each other. That is the relationship we have with the Lord. He is satisfied that He has us. Have you not read in Isaiah chapter 53, verse number 11? That says that He will look at the fruit of His travel and He will be satisfied. He will look at the fruit of His travel. Jesus is satisfied just having us around. And He expects us to also be satisfied just having Him around. That is true riches true riches is having the totality of god and and not just knowing his totality not just having his totality but manifesting his totality that is a point where paul said that we know in part and we prophesy in part nobody has ever been able to manifest the totality of god but if you keep paying the price you will manifest the greater portion you manifest By understanding the place of the true riches. God values relationship. God values it. If you are a human being and you don't know you are a product of relationship. You are denying your life of glory. Please listen to me many human beings are frustrated because they didn't understand that they are a product of relationship god has connected a part of you to another person and has connected that a part of that person to another person so that we can be bonded as many people but appear as one relationship is where true riches are Th- that's why i wonder why many people place no value this time the only when you talk about relationship the only thing people think about is is boyfriend girlfriend love you call in the night you send nude pictures you 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 beg credit from the man and this is my guy and this is my girl that is the only thing we call relationship that is a lie relationship is deeper relationship have your future in it listen to me when God wants to give you a future he will send you a man when you keep praying to God that God give give me a house give me a house he will send you a man in a relationship with that man is a car if you want God to give you a job he will send you a person in a in a proper and solid relationship with that person, is that job? Any human being who doesn't understand this mystery? Eh, for me, there, I, I want to be alone. I want to be alone. My life, I'm I'm introvert. I don't really like friendship, I don't really like that. Really? And you want to live on earth and walk by the systems of god it doesn't work it doesn't god will always connect you to a person who hold your hands and take you to the next level when god himself came on earth bodily as jesus he needed john the baptist to announce him he joined the queue until it got to his turn and john the baptist baptize him and then the spirit came upon him there is a place of relationship in your life if you miss it listen don't go for people's pockets go for their heart never forget that. if you win a person's heart his pocket and everything in it is already yours you must value people value relationship value people's well-being don't be too selfish in life only you will end up being a distraction you need a people this is what we didn't understand that under no circumstance must we miss our relationship with god under no circumstance But Adam didn't mind. He confidently walked out of the garden. Without remorse. Without remorse. Without any fear. He walked out. In other words, I'm not too interested in your voice. That was every afternoon. Many of us have lost a glory in our future. Because of somebody, a relationship we lost now that we didn't value. There are people that can, listen do you know there are some people in this lockdown for the two is or whatever they have not picked a phone to call anybody to check up on them you don't value relationships you don't value it you've not said he has not sent anybody a message he has not called anybody to check up and you feel good you don't value relationship and when you don't take care, your life will pay for it one day There there are people that even their funerals become shameful. It tells that this person in in this life never valued human beings, never valued. True riches is a man's relationship with God, number one, and the man's relationship with the children of God, number two. A man's relationship with god and man's relationship with the children of god this is just by the way i just want to encourage you there are some people who can live even in a family house and rise up in the whole day and not talk to anybody you don't value relationship let human beings be a greater riches to you than that mobile phone you carry that 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 money you carry yes I value human beings more than anybody, uh, more than anything I do. More. I value them. Because human beings are the reason why I'm here. Human beings have been the reason why I'm here. And it's especially those I, 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 my heart went after. And sometimes I sit down and I begin to calculate that if I had cherished this relationship very well, Maybe it would have been a blessing to me one day. And some of you, last time I think I wrote I wrote a post like that. That if you don't take me serious now, and if I don't take you serious now, in 10 years from now, if you don't regret, I will regret. He says that as no one knoweth from whence the wind cometh from and when it goes, so no one knoweth whom who is born of the spirit. That means that people who are born of the spirit, their future are unpredictable. So if you have to value them, value them now. They might not have much, but value their personality. Value them, let their well-being. As at 3 a.m. today, I was still talking to people, having time for them. I... One person said, "Pastor, am I not disturbing you?" I said, "I value you. I value you. Waste my time. I value you. You must you must have time. You must have time. God cherishes relationship. That is what he calls true true riches. You are listen to me. I know you by your wealth through the people around you. Do you have people who are not your biological children, but still values you as a father, still values you as a mother? You are very rich. You are very rich. Do you have people who, who are not part of your parents' children, but they see you genuinely as a brother, see you genuinely as a sister, and they are there for you? You are rich. That is riches. That is true riches. So if I tell you, show me your wealth. Show me God. And show me the people you have. If you can't, you are going
1: nowhere. People.
2: People. So Jesus came. And his message was one. That my father, my spirit, and I. We have misplaced our treasure and have been sent to come after our treasure. I have been sent. We have misplaced what made us happy. We have misplaced what gave us rest. We have misplaced. The Bible says that on the sixth day after man was made, on the seventh day, God rested. God didn't rest from work he rests from his work so that man will continue so the one who gave them rest suddenly left he's missing a part of us is gone and we came for that part and he came searching so you know that Jesus Jesus came to build relationship on earth this day have I begotten thee For he has called many sons into glory. Jesus came to establish the relationship that was lost thousands of years ago. And the Bible said, by his sacrifice and by his blood, he has broken the wall of enmity. And he has made twine into one. And he has reconciled us back to God. And he said he has given us the ministry of reconciliation. People of God. There is something that God values. You are not rich towards God if you don't have him. And if you don't have his people at heart. So when Jesus came, he says that the spirit of the Lord is upon me for he has anointed me for the first assignment to preach the gospel to the poor what is the gospel good news what is that good news i came to die why did you come to die so that god will see my blood and then forgive men and reconcile men back to himself he said i came to preach this gospel to the poor who are also the poor. The people God rejected. The people who walked away from God. The people who had no more connection with God. He said, I came to do that. My anointing came to serve that purpose. My anointing came to serve that purpose. And he calls that true riches. Oh, How much of God is in your life? If we are to push your life on a a measuring balance, how much of God can we see? Is God in your decisions? Is God in your songs? Is God in your thought? Is God in your actions? Is God in the price you are paying? Is God in your prayer? Is God the focus of your studies. Is God the focus of your dealings with men. It's God the focus. No wonder when Jesus was living, he said, behold, I give you one commandment. Love one another as I have loved you. So that the world will know that you are my disciples. Not the disciples of a man. You are my disciples the only aspect of your life that makes you look like god is the aspect of your love relationship with people that is the only thing that makes you look like god that is your true riches i want you to understand this. how do we grow In our relationship with the lord i'll be closing very soon how do we grow in our relationship with the lord open the scriptures to galatians chapter four verse number six thank you holy spirit And because ye are sons. God has sent forth the spirit of his son into your hearts. Crying, Abba, Father. Romans chapter 8, verse number 15. For ye have not received the spirit of bondage again to fear but ye have received the spirit of adoption whereby we cry abba father how do i grow my true riches and this scripture answers it deeply your true riches is your relationship with the lord and you must understand your place in that relationship and understand the place of God in that relationship then he said that because we are sons God has sent his spirit into our heart to empower our heart to give us understanding to convict us enough to a point that we can now start with all boldness to cry out, Abba, Father. Oh, it looks so simple to you because we have made it a lip service. Oh, God is my Father. Oh, He's a Father. Oh, He's a Father. Many people don't even understand. He says that it takes the Holy Spirit to cry out in our heart for us to understand the place of god's fatherhood in our lives if it was a simple matter we wouldn't need the holy spirit to be crying out the whole new testament the word abba is used three times it was used twice by paul and used once by jesus and even when jesus was teaching his disciples how to pray that was the first time he he had to tell them he said pray our father oh if you know god as god if he is even a god to devils he's a god to unbelievers he's a god to believers when you attain the status of calling him a father you personalize him to your destiny you make him generic If you keep seeing him as God. It is seeing him as a father that brings him down to your life. For him to treat you as a responsible man over your life. Who is a father? The meaning of a father means a source or the source. It is something that another comes out of. And that thing believes that this thing comes out of me and I'm responsible for him. He said, it is only the spirit of God that can give you that realization of who God is as a father to you. I cannot just preach it away and say, see God as a father. See God as a father. No. Two people can be sick. One, one of them's revelation that God is a father can heal him. Another one who only says God as a father. Just as a lip service. Will die out of the sickness. Will die. A father is the one who sits back. And says that if, if I was not the one. This boy or this girl wouldn't have come on earth. So whatever happens to him is my responsibility. That is who a father is. And God is the most responsible father on earth. Luke chapter 11. He says that if your, if your fathers who are evil, if you ask them of bread, they won't give you stone. How much more me? He said that much more if you ask your father in heaven, will he not give you the Holy Spirit? So God does not only see himself as a father. He sees himself as the better father. The best they, they can ever have on earth it takes revelation listen this is not just Rema talking about it this is you coming out of all your challenges by the revelation that god is a father and you cry out from your heart with that depth of revelation that that is abba to the modern day translation they say the abba means that calling the person daddy So calling God daddy. Daddy means that I have nowhere else to look up to. You are the one I look to. I don't have anyone to pay my school fees. It's you. That is you. Nobody crosses his his biological father to another father first. He will always send his fees to his father. Then if his father cannot, then he moves it to another person. By you. Your father once called himself El Shaddai. Your father once called himself Jireh. Your father once called himself Shalom. Multi-breasted one. Shama. So there is no way you will identify your father. And not and 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 not receive something out of his hands. There is no way true riches brings unusual supply because you begin to establish your relationship with god as he is your father that is where all supplies are he says that is there anyone who lacks wisdom let him ask of god who gives liberally without having fault with it you have a father who doesn't have fault when you ask him he doesn't see anything wrong with it but you must have a revelation of who he is. Hi, Can you imagine that somebody rises up to intimidate the daughter of a president of a nation? How dare you, who bond dog, To touch the daughter, the son of the president of a nation. Or, or the king of a town. You don't just, most of us just confess our father. We don't know him. The earth is the Lord and the fullness thereof. For he suffered no one to do them harm. And he rebuked kings for their sake. And said, touch not my anointed and do my prophets no harm. You don't know who your father is. For the righteous is as bold as a lion. You don't know who your father is. You don't. You don't. You you wouldn't have mammoth again. You wouldn't have said some of the things you say again. You wouldn't have talked anyhow again. You wouldn't have seen your future as a doom again. You wouldn't have complained when people are complaining again. They that know their God in this generation. They that know their Father they shall be strong without the spirit of god revealing god as an abba father to your heart you will be weak that is why some of us keep confessing publicly and boldly covid 19 shall never come near us we know our father they that dwell in the secret place of the most high shall abide under his shadows it's as if you have never read Psalm 91 the lord is my light and my salvation whom shall i fear the lord is the strength of my life of whom shall i be afraid if they come after me to eat my flesh they will stumble and fall and when they gather against me in this will i be confident This should be listen trouble must bring your confidence lo he said that in this world you will have persecution but rejoice because i have overcome your father has already overcome he's not about to overcome he that lives in me is greater than he that is in the world for they that are born of god overcome the world but this is their victory even their faith some may trust in chariots and horses but we Will trust in the name of the Lord. They have fallen and stumbled, but we shall stand. For horses are prepared for war, but safety is in the hands of the Lord. If the Lord be for you, who shall be against you? Do you know your father? You don't know him. That is why you talk in anyhow. That is why you think so less of your destiny. That's why you think so less of your future. That's why you think so less of what you can ever be in life. Oh, you shall be great. You shall be blessed. I know a father. I know a father. Have you not seen in the parable of the prodigal son? How the father was waiting for him. God dangerously wants a relationship with him. It reveals, the parable of the prodigal son reveals that Jesus came just to establish another relationship with, with, between God and man. And he said, I wish that my father would take me as one of the servants, of his servants. But while the Bible said, while he was away, far away, his father ran towards him and embraced him. Put a new garment on him. Put a ring on him. Gave him a shoe to wear and said, I restore you back even with greater glory. Do you know your father? You have no idea. You have no idea. Yesterday night, a young man called me. He said, Pastor, I watched your message yesterday. I've impregnated a lot of women. He said, even last week, I I made one commit abortion. He said, but now, I really want to change. And I don't know how God will see me. I said, God loves you. God dangerously loves you if you can return back to him, God dangerously loves you. Can you see your father? The God, God you know, is is a dangerous man. But the father, his father aspect, is a loving man. His father aspect. And he said, the Holy Spirit, will cry out, until we come to terms with it. Sometimes, when we become born again, we still want to see God as God. But he said, the Holy Spirit will cry out. Will keep crying out. Abba, Father. Uh, so even if you want to say God, the Holy Spirit will overshout so that your tongue will change and shout, Father. And he will do that and do that and do that until you will come to terms with the fact that God is your Father. Oh, Shabbat. And when you know him as a Father, the Bible says that he is pleased when you believe in him. Sometimes when I look at the way people talk and see life, if you truly know God as your father, then you don't believe in him. Mark chapter 14 verse 36 is where Jesus said that God is his Abba, Father. You know, John 14, 36, let me me show you something there. This is when Jesus was about to be crucified and he went to the Garden of Gethsemane and he was praying. And he said, Abba, Father. In the most difficult times of his life, he acknowledged God as Abba, Father. I don't know the times you are facing in life. I don't know. The times you are facing in life. I don't know. But if you can see him, As Abba, Father. That problem is about to be nullified. Jesus said, Abba, Father, all things are possible unto you. This is how you treat your father. Even when you know your father doesn't have have money, just honor him by placing a petition to him. It is a dishonor to tell your father that I didn't tell you because I know you don't have. That is what many people are doing to the father in heaven. Oh, uh, are you sick? Mm, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm. I'm very. I'm very sick. But then, um, have you prayed? I've not prayed. I just got para, but it's not. It's still not going. It's still not going. That's what we are doing to God. Many of us talk to men more than talk to God. In the most difficult aspect of Jesus' life, he called God and referred to God in the most um, 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 sacred. Dimension of his name, Father. Anytime you call Abba Father, you are you are mentioning him in the proper form of his fatherhood. And he cried out to his proper form. In other words, he was petitioning God at his highest nature. Abba Father. And he he attaches something that stirred up God. He said that all things are possible this is how you deal with your father you don't go and fail and then come back and tell your father that eh, eh, i knew you couldn't help so i i went ahead to do it you know there are people who dishonor their fathers and mothers to a point that they just don't tell them anything because they don't have anything to offer they don't have money to offer they don't have wisdom to offer they don't have um, um, um support to offer they Die. and we have done that and we are taking it to Jesus and the father yeah. last time somebody somebody called me papa he started mentioning with papa he started with papa and he started telling me something that he has done and where it has got into he thinks that now I must know and I told him you call me father and you went ahead to do it, not seeking my concern, my advice, my counsel. You don't see me as a father. Don't deceive yourself. I told him, you don't see me as a father. You only remembered me when trouble came. You don't. A father is a source. Somebody you believe so much that has something to offer. somebody you believe so much that have something to offer. So you consult the person before you go ahead to do something. So when you consult God as your father, it must be the first point. Jesus knew it was his destiny to die. But he still had to consult God. What was there? Have you ever thought of it? What was the essence of Jesus just going to tell God that if you wish, take this cup? When he knows that is the reason why he came, but it was his custom to just commune with his father. It was just a custom. It, it was his nature. And he knew how to address his father. I know all things are possible. Sir, if you call God Abba Father, the next thing must be faith. Don't insult him. I know. Job, Job sat down. And said that whilst I am alive, the worm eateth my flesh. And the worm prepares me to, to the grave. But he said, but I know that my redeemer liveth, And he said, at the latter day, he will stand on the earth. And I will be in my flesh and I will see him. So the man talked about his problem. Talked about the solution. And also talk about the faith aspect of it that I know. Even if worms finish this body and take me to the grave, I know. The man was talking about the redemption that will come many years after. He was seeing Jesus even in the midst of his crisis. He said that I know my Redeemer liveth, And at the latter days, he will stand upon the earth. Who was that? Jesus. Job was talking about Jesus. And before he will make that statement, I love it. He says that for who shall write my my, my statement? He said, I I speak and who shall write it? And who shall imprint it in books? And who shall use a a pen of iron to engrave it on a rock? Oh, Malika Tiasa. Then he said, for I know that my Redeemer liveth. And I know that he will stand in the latter days upon the earth. And I also know that in that day, I will rise up in my flesh and my eyes will see him so the man in his challenge in his pain in his affliction nobody in the human mind would have ever thought that god will heal him again because alive worms were eating his flesh he knew he was dying he could he said my bones are cleaved to my skin the man knew he was dying but in the midst of it he was still seeing a redeemer coming he was still seeing a savior coming he was still seeing a man who will stand upon the earth and by it all dead must rise again by his appearance of the earth all men dead, both dead and alive will rise again and God said I will not let you wait till the coming of Jesus by chapter 42 of Job God restored him and healed him he said I know the redeemer will come but I want to show you that I, I love people who have faith he that cometh to the father must believe that he is And number two, he is the rewarder of them that diligently seek him. Don't mention Abba Father if you don't know anything positive about him. Your true riches is in your connection, your relationship. How much you make God happy around your life. God God already knows he has his treasure by you being with him are you also seeing God as a treasure? Zephaniah 3.17 he said that for God, sing over his people. This is how come I know that God dances. This is how come I know God have songs. And whenever he sees Elvis preaching like this, he's singing over Elvis. He's not just enthused with what I'm saying. He's happy that I'm alive. He's happy that I'm, I, I have faith in him. He's happy that I'm connected to him. The Bible says he sings over us. He sings over us. Look, that is why we also sing over him we also dance over him it is an exchange of values I value him, he values me but in my value I must have faith like Jesus had Abba father I know all things are possible Oh, I know it that is why I don't talk like an orphan. Jesus said, I will not leave you as an orphan. I will not leave you as an orphan. That statement is too deep. It's a message on its own. I will not leave you as an orphan. I have a father. Ah. Deep within, he is ever ready to be a responsible man. To stand behind me and push me. let me let me quickly jump we have some few minutes so know his place as a father as a source as the one through whom everything comes from know that place the number two know your place as a child if he's your father then play the childhood position play it. Listen, you can be everything to people, but you, no matter what you are child, to the father. You are, you are comparable to everything, you are his child. Whatever you expect your child to be, be to God. Do you expect your child to be respectful be respectful to god do you expect your child to be obedient be obedient to god do you expect your child to surrender to your wills and your wishes and your plans then you also submit when jesus said in mark chapter 14 verse 36 that abba father i know all things are possible look at what next he says that for i know and I wish that you would take this cup away from me. But let thy will be done. If it was my will, I wish I won't die. But I'm a child. I'm your son. I'm your child. And your will must be superimposed on my will. I must have a will of, I must not have a will of my own in this life. I must run with the will of the Father. This is how Jesus strengthened his relationship with the Father. The Bible says that for for the Father was with him, according to John 8, for the Father was with him, and he said, the Father has not left me because I do that which pleases him. I do that which pleases him. I do that which pleases him. It's not that which makes men applaud. I do that which pleases him. The Bible says that it is not him that is up, up, applauded by men is approved, but it is him that God approves of. It may look like it's all about people until one day you reach out to God and he'll tell you that the true riches was first with me before people. Peter, if you love me, feed my sheep. It's me first. And the the overflow with me goes to the people. Have you been a child of God? Have you been a son of God? Have you honored God the way you have to? One of the assignments of the Holy Spirit in in Romans chapter 8 verse number 16. Romans chapter 8 verse number 16 The spirit itself bears witness with our spirit that we are the children of God and if children then heirs and heirs of God and join heirs with Christ if so be that we suffer with him that we may be also glorified together with him you surrender. He said the spirit of God bears witness with our spirit that we are children. In other words, there's one of the assignments when the spirit of God proclaims in your heart that God is an Abba father to you. One of his assignments also is that he bears witness with your spirit and submits deep so that you can submit deeply to God as a child. I'm a child of God. I, I don't know, but I am. I am. Everywhere i'm not ashamed i'm not ashamed i'm not ashamed to kneel before his presence i'm not ashamed i'm not ashamed to dance my life away dance everything away i'm not ashamed because of a girl standing beside me because of a young man standing beside you you can't dance to your father you don't know what you are talking about you don't even know you are not even convicted it's like you are ashamed of your father before men And one of the judgments the church will face. I'm not talking about the world. The church. Jesus said, I will talk to you. That means in heaven. Some people will appear in heaven. And Jesus will tell them that I'm ashamed of you because you were ashamed of me. Before an adulterous and perverse generation. Because you are ashamed. So one of the issues that Christians will face in heaven. Will be how we were ashamed of Jesus how we are shaped. oh I mean I'm the, I'm that classic kind of Christian I'm not I'm that I'm that uh, I don't really get involved I'm just I'm just you know cool and all that but this same person by chance goes to nightclub and boogie his waist comes back and have pains in his waist but comes to church and shake his body who are you deceiving why are you deceiving you can't dance to god
1: you
2: can't shout to him you can't sing about him you can't write about him you can't preach him you can't project him you can't project his kingdom hey one day i called a young man of god i said take that car from your dp put something about God there. Wasting your status with the picture of Lamborghini and and Ferrari. What is wrong with you? When you could have dangerously projected the course of the kingdom. The preaching of the word. the, 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 The spreading of scriptures everywhere. The declaration of the coming of christ again your bold declaration of your love for god what kind of child are you jesus said i submit to your will even in sufferings i submit to your will i submit there are children of god who are still operating by their own senses This is how I feel. This is how it must go. Don't be a joker with God. There is a way with God that his children must follow. There is a way with God that his children must know. And you must be ready to deal with that. That is why he gave us his spirit. He said he will guide you into all truth. In other words, anything the spirit of God is not responsible for is rebellion in your life. Do you want to know you are rebellion? Check if what you are doing, the Holy Spirit agrees. Anything you are doing that is outside the leadership, as many as are led by the spirit of God, they are the children of God. That is what the word of God says. I'm talking about people that God has the power to say no to you. You want to make a step in life and God says no. You really want to do something and God says no. Does God have that power as a father in your life? Does God have that power? can god can god change your direction and it will be comfortable no problem at all can god take you through tribulation and yet he will still have you as a son no there are many people who backslided because god was taking them through something according to his own will Jesus said that I wish, Lord, I want to, I want to place my, my displeasure on this. I wish I never drink this cup. But one thing I also know is that let your will be done. What kind of child are you? Can God discomfort you? Comfortably. Never forget. The children of God are people that must emulate jesus He must lord your will be done that is why jesus when he was teaching them how to pray our father who art in heaven hallowed be thy name thy kingdom come and thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. The reason why God is comfortably seated in heaven from eternity. Is because his will is done on earth. Everyone in heaven is subject to the way God wants things to happen. Listen. In other words, everyone in heaven makes God comfortable. The day Satan, Lucifer decided he kicked him out. God is a dangerous hater of people who rebel against His will. That is why one day Jesus will say, Leave me, for you did not do the will of the Father. And He said, It's not anyone that calls me Lord, Lord shall enter into the kingdom, but they that do the will of the Father. His will is supreme to everything, His will is supreme to your reputation. His will is supreme to your desires. His will is supreme to every aspect of your life. If God wants it this way, that is how it should be. Have you asked God how the year must go? Have you? It's His will being done. He said that let your kingdom come and let your will be done on earth as it is. In heaven let your will be done this is how his kingdom is established his kingdom is not a place his kingdom is not a place it is a realm of his will any time you walk in his will you have established his kingdom Any time and his first will is that we believe in Jesus his second will is that we go out and preach the gospel but he has a million wills for you. He has. Every single second there is a, there is something God wants you to do. If you put your, hand, your, your ears down, you will realize that God wants to direct you. God wants to lead you. So sometimes they are against our wish. It's against our desires. It's against the things we don't want. But God is calling for it. It's a will. It's a will. From today I pray for you. May you be establishing the will of the Lord. I pray that God's intentions will find expressions in your life. I pray that you will not miss the way. I pray that you will not miss the voice of the Lord. I pray that you will not miss God. That the true riches of life will be revealed in your life. I am rich. What is my riches? Because I am in a powerful relationship with God. Lord, He's blessed. my father. I am his son. Time, I walk with confidence because I know that there is somebody who owns my life. Touch me, and you have touched the apple of his eyes. I have somebody who sees me as one to take over his inheritance. He says that if you are if you are a child of God, then you are joined heirs, you are heirs of God. There is an inheritance that he wants me to take over. Nobody wants to play with this child. Whether adopted or biological. When he knows that he has properties, valuable things to live into the hands of that person. And he said that if you were a child of God, then you are heirs of God. And, and joint heirs with Christ. Then he mentions the inheritance we have. He said that it so be that you suffer with him. So even suffering is part of the inheritance. The last thing you must know about it is that you must understand your family heritage. You must see God as a father. See yourself as a child. And then understand the family heritage. You come from the richest family on earth. You come from the most powerful family on earth. You come from the most sanctified family on earth. You come from the most royal family on earth. You come, the Bible says that for now you are, you are a royal priesthood, a holy nation, a peculiar people. Yes, that is where you are. That is who you are. Understand your heritage. Shout, I'm not a normal being. I'm from a royal family. Hallelujah. You are a fam- from a family who has conquered the power of death. You are from a family who have conquered the power of sicknesses. You are from a family who has conquered the power of shame and disappointment and the power of this uh, of, of the of the kingdom of darkness. You have overcome them. You have know your family heritage. Know the inheritance. Know the value of your family. I cannot behave like an unbeliever. I cannot talk like an unbeliever. I cannot be that hopeless. No. If Christ in you, the hope of glory, Christ in you, the hope of glory. In other words, if you can confirm that you are born again, then there is glory. And you know what the glory is? my god will supply all your needs according to his riches in glory so the glory of god is embedded with all the needs of this world christ inside of you the hope of glory i have a hope that is a family i come from i'm not stranded i'm not an orphan i'm not isolated i am part of a family a dangerous family that has control over the earth. There are some families they say they have they have control over twenty uh, percent of the wealth well, uh, the the wealth of the world, and we have some families they say they have they have ten um, percent uh, control over the wealth of the. I don't care. Our family has control over all the earth. The earth is the loss and the fullness thereof. I don't care who controls money. I don't care who controls oil. There is a God who owns it. You control it, I own it. My father, he says that he says that the silver and gold are mine, and I will shake the heavens and the earth. What are you talking about? Know your family heritage. Your family has got a language. Understand it. Your family has got faith, understand it, it has got a culture, understand it, it has got a nature, understand it. Never be ignorant of your family's heritage. Can you imagine that you are you are you are a child of uh a or Teco and you don't know that asante Man's heritage? Hey, at least you must know how to dance a you cannot call your, yourself the child of God and don't know how to speak in tongues he that speaketh in unknown tongues speaketh not unto men but unto God nobody understandeth how in the spirit he speaketh to God and he speaketh in mysteries how can you be with the God that you don't understand the language of that God where you are start speaking in tongues. It's a heritage. It's a heritage. It's a life. It's a culture. It's part of us. It's part of us. It says that he that does not love his brother does not know God. For God is love. Love is our nature. You cannot be a child of God and not know the heritage of the family. Love is a nature. He said that he that does not love is a murderer. And he said he that loves his brother has eternal life. That means that the evidence that you have this life of God is your ability to love your brother. I'm talking to you. Love is not a choice. It's a must. It's a command jesus was not suggesting to us that love one another he commanded love one another as i have loved you it was a command know your heritage somebody say, i know my heritage know your heritage he says that for god is not an altar of confusion he said i my peace i give to you my peace i leave with you peace is a virtue it's part of us. It's one with us. You cannot be a Confucianist and still declare that you are a child of God. You are a confused child of God. Blessed are the peacemakers for they shall be called the children of God. You don't have to be mentioning everywhere that you are a child of God. Your ability to create and invite peace most people want to call you. This one, it is only God. When people are expecting you to explode and you come with peace, the Bible calls Jesus the Prince of Peace. You don't have a path with him if you don't know how to make peace and sustain peace. In making peace, it's our ability to forgive. In making peace, it's our ability to overlook the hurt that comes from the negative nature of people. In our, in our ability to make peace. It's, 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 it's in our willingness to ensure that we are one.
0: It's our
2: willingness. May you understand this heritage. It is the call to power. For as many as believe him, he gave them power to become the sons of God. For as many as believe him, it's a call to power. In my name, you will cast out devils. In my name, you will speak in unknown tongues. In my name, you will heal the sick. In my name, you will handle serpents and scorpions. You have been given power. And the heritage, again, is to suffer for the kingdom is to suffer for the kingdom how far are you ready to go in your sacrifice to make sure that the kingdom has excelled how far are you ready to go as a pastor how far as a leader in the church how far as a child of God how far this kingdom of our God. How far are we ready to go? To see it. itself? I want to see this kingdom itself. I want to see the, the glory of my father. And the word of my father. Rich nations. He says that if you will keep my word. They that keep my word and my commandment. He said that I will love them. And my father will love them. And we will manifest ourselves in him. We will. We will. We will. Know your heritage. That is where the glory lies. That is where the presence lies. Know your heritage. I want you to understand this. There is a call to our lives. I'm not just a child of God walking about i'm not just a child of god i know i have inheritance to protect i know i have an inheritance to build do you know that for every soul we add to the kingdom our glory increases in heaven and one day you will get to heaven and the lord will say take your portion have you seen that in the parable of the talent He gave some five, he gave some two, and and in that of Luke 19, he gave some ten, he gave some five, he gave another one. And the one he gave ten, he gave the prophet back to the guy. The one who worked with the five, he gave the prophet back to him. He said, take charge of five cities. That means that one day when you don't take care, your glory will be connected to the number of souls you want. Everything you did for God will be that which you will enjoy one day in heaven. I wish that somebody understands this. In reality, you are not working for God. You are working for yourself. If you understand the mystery of that parable, you realize that in this life, eh, you are working for yourself. Jesus says that lay up treasures for yourself in heaven. That means that in heaven, people will have personalized treasures. So it looks like you are working for God. And sometimes I encourage our workers, work for God, work for God, work for God. I encourage them. But in reality, they don't know that they are working for themselves. (laughs) In heaven, one day, the Lord will show you your treasure room and say that for all that you sacrifice for me these were the treasures you were building for yourself he said lay up for yourself treasures in heaven where there is no moth that means that anything in heaven does not belong to god is for you win souls for yourself he said you will rule over cities do you know on the other day peter asked jesus that After leaving everything to follow you, what will we gain? He said you will sit in the regeneration. You will sit in 12 thrones and judge others. In other words, you will be a king over others. Never, never forget what I'm telling you. If you forget now, you will see it in eternity. Whereby you will wish that you laid up greater treasures in heaven. But it will be too late for you. You will wish that you were a soul winner. You will wish. You will see other people's cities where they rule over. And you will look at yourself and say, what did I use that 80 years on earth for? What did I use that 90 years on earth for? You have to know your heritage. Child of God, you have to know your heritage. Shabrahante inakata. You have to know your heritage. This is the true riches. Our relationship with the Father. Our relationship To see him as a father. And our relationship to be a child to him. And our relationship with the heritage that he has given us. And the last thing about the heritage he has given us. Do you know that his other children are his heritage to you? To care for them. To take care of them. Do you know that? Peter, to prove that you love me, take care of the sheep. To prove. For every love you show me, you are showing it to God. He said in Matthew 25, he said that he would tell the righteous, stand at my right hand. And the righteous will ask him, what did we do? And he says that when, you, when I was thirsty, you gave me water. When I was hungry, you gave me food. When I was naked, you gave me clothes. When I was in prison, you visited me. When I was sick, you visited me. And they asked him, Lord, where, where? Where did we come? In other words, I never knew that uh, uh, Pastor Paul was you. I never knew that Pastor Ken was you. I never knew that Pastor Israel was you. I never knew that our Big Jeff was you. I never knew. And he'll tell you that they were only me in human bodies. They were me in human bodies. So don't be deceived by their height. Don't be deceived by their color. Don't be deceived by their sight. They are all me. One day in heaven, when you look into the eyes of Jesus, you will not see a certain bright face like a sun. You will see that brother you rejected. You will see his face. You will see the one that you had the opportunity to preach to so he doesn't go to hell. It is his face you will see. That is where you will be ashamed that you wish that you preached to that brother. But you held on a grudge with him and never left that grudge. You became too bitter with him that you couldn't let go. It says that as you did it for these little ones, you did it for me. Oh, you didn't waste money on just an uncle. You wasted money on Jesus. You didn't waste time on just a member of Grace Mountain. You wasted time on Jesus. That is what you wasted time on. I'm telling you. Be a true child of God who has the true riches. Have a great relationship with the children of God. Don't walk away from the children of God. It's your responsibility to make sure that I am well. And it is my responsibility to make sure that you are well. Don't let go of this responsibility. Don't be too selfish. Don't be too selfish. Because one day You will stand in the presence of the Lord. And you will not see the face of Jesus. You will be seeing the face of people. That you had the opportunity. You could have been good to them. You could. Yes you could. People who wanted to come close to you. But you rejected them. People who wanted to really have, have a good time. Relationship with you. They saw something in you. They honored you. But you felt too big to handle them. On that day, when you look in the face of Jesus, he will be watching you like that. And inside his eyes, you will be seeing the people who really desperately wanted to see you. But you ran away from them. Because you were too big. You were too anointed. You are too wealthy. That you don't have to relate to small boys. You don't have to relate to small girls. You don't have to relate to colleagues who are not successful. You don't have to relate to people who are not at your level. You don't have to relate to people who are not your standard. One day, in the eyes of Jesus, you will no more see those people standing. You see Jesus, but you see those people in his eyes. And he will tell you that I was those people. Even that arm robber in prison, I was that person. As you visited the prisoners, you visited me. As you visited the one who was sick, you visited me. You visited me. Shandaramakoshi Ambrandash. Surash. One day there was, uh, I wouldn't even say one day, just just yesterday, I was there when I heard the voice of God. Don't even call this person to ask whether the person is in need. Send so and So to that person. I sent it, and the person called me back and said, Papa, God just used you to save my family God just used you to save my family I sat back and said what if I didn't do it like one day I will look into the eyes of Jesus and I will see that hungry family right in his eyes it is never about the people it's about Jesus don't treat me as just a pastor treat me as Christ told the galatian church in galatian 4 he said that i came to you as a sick man but you treated me as christ even as the angel of the lord and you did not look at my infirmity don't treat me as a man i don't have to treat you as a man you are christ he's right inside of you i don't have to be deceived by your height and your status and your body and your color i don't i don't because one day Jesus—that is why. Do you know why Jesus? Jesus said that it is not I who will judge you in, in Matthew chapter twelve. He said, "I will not judge you, but these words that I speak to you, they will judge you. They will judge you." You know that on the, on the judgment seat of Christ. This is not the judgment seat of God. That both the dead and and the, the Bible says that both the dead and the uh, and, and the unbelievers in hell will come before the throne and will be judged, and then others too will come and be rewarded. If you read the book of revelation revelation 11. so when we have a throne for those who will be rewarded and we have a throne for those who will be condemned and in the beamer seat of christ the bible says where he will reward us he said behold i come quickly with my rod he said that he will reward us according to our deeds those are the times that you will look into he said that it is the word that will judge on that throne here, jesus will not sit as a person he will sit as the word The moment you see him, you will see the word of God ministering to you. Everything that was preached to you that you never took heed to, it will be staring at you right on the cross, uh, on the throne. That is why the Bible says that the end will not come until the whole nations hear the word of the Lord. Because it's the word that will judge us. The word you never heard will never judge you. The ones you heard, Please, I'm telling you, listeners of Pastor Elvis have preached on love countlessly. Love will judge you one day. Love will judge you one day. Yes. One day on the beamer seat of Christ, every follower of Pastor Elvis, one thing that you will see from that room is the message of love that you never submitted to. I think among all my preachings, I've spoken, I've spoken on love and forgiveness more than anything. I've spoken of it more than anything. And to sit under me always, listen to me always, and you are still in anger, still in bitterness, still fighting, love will judge you one day. Somebody say in love there is no judgment. You don't know what you are talking about. Jesus said, I will not judge you. The word I preach to you will judge you. One day love will appear as the word of God. And sit in the beamer seat. And you will look at love and you will begin to feel guilty of your life. How much you never loved. How much you were full of bitterness and anger and and, and division was in your heart, and you just don't want to forgive anybody. One day. One day. One day. I'm desperate for you
1: oh,
2: And I I'm desperate for you I'm desperate
1: for you as
2: the longs for
1: the water
2: and oh da lo prada da da how have you handled the heritage of the Lord? How have you handled the children of the Lord? How have you handled the children of the Lord? Child of God, how have you handled this heritage? How do you handle the leaders in your church? How do you handle the family members? How do you handle your coworkers? How do you handle students that you, you stay in the classroom with them? somebody will say me i don't talk to any of my classmates uh, the worst of it are those those who are uh, in church and they don't talk to other church members oh what are you looking for how are you handling the true riches it's about relationship one
1: more time
2: Lord, I am desperate, desperate for you. Desperate for you. These are some of the things that happens one to the time, church. We again, become so desperate again. about God that we think God now, is somewhere. He's a we don't know that God is right beside us. God is the one seated with you now. Christ in you. He means Christ is in us. Know ye not that your body is the temple of the Holy Ghost? That God dwells in us. God dwells in us don't be too eager for God that you you ignore his people rich relationship with God rich relationship with people
1: begin
2: to lift up your voice in prayer lift up your voice in prayer Maybe we will continue another time. Lift up your voice in prayer. I'm desperate for The same way you should be desperate for people. Don't just tell God I'm desperate for you when you are not desperate for people. He said, how can you love a God you don't see and hate a people you see? How can you love a God you don't see and hate people you see? When you tell God I'm desperate for you, be desperate for other people be desperate to meet them listen call somebody right now call somebody this after the broadcast call somebody tell the person i forgive you i forgive you no more grudges even if you continue to hate me i love you tell somebody
1: it's not worth it
2: it's not worth it there is true riches how rich are you the bible said that you can uh, to give yourself to prophecy he said you can prophesy you can even give your body to be bent but if you don't love you are like a sounding symbol making noise
1: the
2: the messenger says that you are bankrupt with god you are not rich there is nothing in you there is nothing in you you are not rich it is people that see your cars and your buildings and your dollars that call you a rich man God sees something in your heart to call you a rich man. It's when you have a heart for him and have a heart for his people. Don't value things more than human beings. Don't value things more than people. Don't value things more than God. this is here I breathe the air you breathe must be the death Christmas for God and people this is the air I breathe your holy
1: presence oh. living
2: in me in me you are my daily breath. You are
1: my daily breath.
2: We are closing. Lift up your voice and bless him.
1: Your are fasting. Oh spoken to me. And I, am desperate for you. Good. And I, I'm lost without you. Hey. Oh, thank you
2: Jesus I love you Jesus I love your church Jesus I love your people Jesus
1: And I And I, I I'm lost without you
2: We're desperate for you We're desperate for you Lord We're
1: lost without you We're desperate for you We're lost We're without lost. you Oh Jesus oh, I'm,
2: I'm desperate for you Jesus I'm, I'm desperate you. for your church Lord and I This is true wealth is true wealth desperate for jesus desperate desperate for for people thank you holy spirit thank you lord thank you lord let's pray father i thank you for your church i thank you that you have unveiled the true riches of life that people will reveal you to their generation and that we will be able to build this relationship by seeing you as our Father. And that, Lord, we will also submit ourselves as children. And then we will be mature sons to handle your inheritance. As we should, my Father. And above all your inheritance that are your children. That we will love them. And keep them in our heart. And be desperate for them. Lord, I give you glory for this new atmosphere that is hovering over us. Thank you, my Father. Thank you, my Lord. I give you all the glory in Jesus' name.
0: Amen. Thank you for listening to Pastor Ajuman Elvis. For inquiries, send us a mail on Pastor Elvis at Grace for questions relating to relationships and marriage, send us a mail on love Clinic at elvisajma.org. You can also send your testimonies via testimonies at elvisajma.org. For offerings, visit www.payalphar.org. For more information, make sure you subscribe to this podcast to receive new messages every single day. Remember... Faith cometh from hearing and hearing the word of God. Stay blessed.